Hi everyone, welcome to The Last Kick. I'm Danielle Bamber and today's guest is Daniel Backman from Watford FC. Hi Dan, thanks for joining us. You okay? Hi everyone, yeah I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm great, thank you. We'd like to start with a quick fire 10 question round. Are you ready? Yeah, go on. Funniest player on your team? Um, Brett Cathcart. Best football you've ever played with? Uh, Mark Arnautovic. Favourite takeaway? Chinese. Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Oh, Messi. Yeah. Pre-match music? Um, Rammstein. Right, you can tell us about that later. Uh, Favourite yeah. treat? Like crisps, chocolate? Um, banana crisps. Favourite team you supported when you were younger? AC Milan. Sport you watch most other than football? Golf. Best series you've ever watched? Prison Break or Breaking Bad. Okay. Um, greatest athlete of all time across any sport, in your opinion? Michael Jordan. Yeah, great. Good, good series on Netflix recently there. So tell us a bit more. Why Ronaldo? From, you know, when I obviously you know, started watching football properly, that's when he came onto the scene. And um, obviously we messed it at the same time, really, but I always, always preferred Ronaldo. I think it's, it's, it's tough to say that one's better than the other. Um, it's just the preference of style of football, I guess, because both are obviously from another planet, really. Um, but yeah, I just, I just prefer Ronaldo's style and obviously his work ethic and, you know, um, just, just everything about his game, really. That's probably fun. And also, Dan, um, you mentioned about hobbies outside of football. I'm presuming you play golf, given that you watch it a lot. I do. I'm not, I'm, I'm not very good. Well, I'm, I'm not bad, but I'm, I'd like to be better. But hopefully um, I'll get more time once my, my career finishes, then, you know, I'll get, I'll get my handicap down. Obviously, now it's tough to, to get the time to play with, with, with all the training and the games and obviously the family as well. So um, that'll be something for, for after my career. Yeah, scratch golfer. That, that's the aim in life. Exactly. The best shot you've ever saved? Um, I would... It's tough to to pick one save. One save that I'll always remember is um, when we played against Spain under twenty ones a few years ago when I was obviously very young, um, and it was um, in in the playoff game to go to the Euros, um, and we drew the home game one all, um, and the game in Spain finished um, nil nil. So obviously they ended up going to the Euros. Um, but yeah, that was a save in the game from a player I now play with at Watford, which is quite funny, from um, Gerard de Lefeo, which um, was probably one of the, the best saves I've made if you take the technical point of view and you know, just the, the, the moment in the game as well to obviously keep us, keep us in the tie, even though we, we needed to score. But yeah, that was, that was probably the best save. So do you wind him up about then, that then at training? Well, I've really got nothing to say because they ended up going to the Euros and he scored the goal in Austria. So I've, I've, I can't really, can't really say much about it. I mean, it was a great save um, at the time. But, you know, if I try winding him up, he just goes back. Yeah, but we played in the Euro final in the end. So I, th I think they ended up winning the tournament, if I'm not wrong. I think they, they might have ended up winning the, the under-21 Euros in that year. So, yeah, 
nothing really I can say about that save. We'd like to also ask you your best win, so the best game you've ever played in and won. Um, that would be last season when I was in Lonnie Manning against um, against Rangers. Um, we've had a pretty good record all season against the two old firm clubs. Um, but yeah, the, the game that stands out was um, at Rain, against Rangers at home, um, being 1-0 down at half-time and ended up winning the game 2-1. And um, I had I had a nice part to play in as well. And um, yeah, that was that was definitely the, the best win of, of my career so far. And that felt very nice. Yeah, Dan, I uh, watched that game. I remember the penalty save you made, which you haven't mentioned. Yeah, um, it's always nice to save a penalty. It's, it's, it's a lot of luck for a goalkeeper to save a penalty. So, you know, it's nice to take the credit for it, but um, it's more luck than skill to save a penalty, I think. Yeah, definitely. Now, you might be wondering what this golden boot's doing behind me, and it's not for top goal scorer of the season, unfortunately. But it is up for grabs for all of the guests on this Series 1 of The Last Kick. Now, all you have to do is say the most amount of managers in football in 30 seconds. Okay, well, I'm glad I don't have to score goals for it because I won't have a chance of winning it. So, Dan, do you think you can manage it? I would hope so. I, mean, I don't know how many I'll get, but I think I can get a few together. Is it just is just surnames okay, yeah? Or do I have to do a full name? Surnames only. Are you ready? Yeah. Ready? Go. Um, Pearson, Smith, Ateta, Guardiola, Mourinho, Smith, uh, Howe, Deitch, O'Neill, um, Klopp, uh, Klopp, Graham Potter, um, Steve Clark, Alex Dyer, Stephen Gerrard, Frank Lampard, um, Saul Campbell, um, um, oh, my God. <laughs> right, how many was that about? 12? Score today, Dan, is 16, which I think really good for a first go. It's hard in any competition to be the first on the board, but you've set the goalpost for our next mm. guest. Who would you like to come on the competition and challenge you and compete against your score for Can You Manage It? Um, I'd put down Peter McCrillus. He, he doesn't play in England, he plays in Finland, so um, he might know some more managers from over there as well. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd put him down. Any listeners want to try and beat Dan or any of our future guests, all you need to do is record yourself and tag us on Twitter at lastkick underscore with the hashtag manage it. As part of our series, we like to tell listeners something they don't know about the guests. And we've done some digging and we found out that you were very good at skiing when you were younger. Could you tell us a bit about that? Um, yeah, obviously, with with where I'm from and where I, where I was born, where I grew up, it's it, it's almost a given to to be good at skiing. Um, in in Australia, it's, it's it's the main sport in the country, and um, I started skiing when I was two and a half. Um, so yeah, that that that's that was that's was how I spent my winters really, because um, obviously winter we couldn't play football. Um, so all winter I was I was skiing from November through till March, April, April really. Um, yeah, and I started doing it competitive 
Um, I remember at what age um, we had started doing it competitive and then at some point had to decide whether football or skiing and um, ended up being footballer. I hope it was the right decision. Um, but yeah, it's um, my mum's definitely happy I, I chose football over skiing. It's yeah. not as dangerous. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love skiing. I've not been skiing for a long time, obviously because of me living in England now and you know, it's just a bit dangerous during their career. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something that, that I'm looking forward to once I'm done. Yeah, I bet. Now, Dan, we've managed to dig out the oldest picture we can find from when you started playing football. Dan, could you tell us how old you were in this photo and also what team you were playing at? Um, I must have been 12 then, yeah, that was 2006. Um, and I played for Rapid Vienna. I don't know if, if many people know the club in England. It's, it, to be fair, it's one of the biggest clubs in Austria. Um, and yeah, if, um, that's, that's, that's the club I was at at the time. Um, long yeah, hair, um, hair on the photo as well, Dan. Yeah, very long hair. I wish I had it like that now. More yeah. hair on my head. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's nice to see some pictures from when 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 I was younger, and um, I think I've only started playing in goal about a year or so, eighteen months before that picture was taken. Um, so yeah, that's that's a nice memory. So, what position were you playing before you were in goal? Um, I played as a striker before, like probably most goalkeepers did. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to go in goal earlier. Um, but my, my dad was my coach at the time at the local club before I moved to one of the Bundesliga clubs. And um, because I was always scoring the goals, he didn't want to put me in goal. I moved to one of the Bundesliga clubs when I was 10 um, as a striker. Um, and then we had a tournament, the keeper got injured. Obviously, there was no other keeper there. So I stepped in and went in goal and stayed in goal ever since that, that tournament. So. Um, yeah, a bit lucky um, that the keeper got injured. I think he hurt his toe in the hotel room or something. Um, and that gave me the chance to, to get a goal. And um, yeah, that's, that's where I've ended up. Yeah, that, that's a big change in position from striker to keeper, Dan. Um, now, you've just mentioned your dad. Um, has he been one of the big inspirations for you getting into football? Yeah, definitely both. My mum and my dad, um, obviously, when I started out, playing um, for the local club when I was young. My dad was, was the coach at the time and um, it was very frustrating for him a lot of the times because my, uh, my discipline was very bad on the pitch. Um, I had a very bad, bad tempo when I was younger and I hated losing. Um, but yeah, and, and then when I moved to, to one of the bigger clubs in Austria and then to grow up in Vienna as well, um, they obviously took me to training every day, which was quite far from my house, probably an hour there and back every day. Um, so yeah, obviously they were both my, my my big inspiration really, and obviously I wouldn't be here with, without them um, if they wouldn't have taken me any, everywhere. No, you do hear a lot of stories in football of you know the parents slapping around the country to help their kids, and you know you need that in order to, to progress. Is there a history of sport in your family? Um, my my dad was a was a footballer. Um, never at the top level he played. I think in the third division was the was the highest he played. Um, so was my granddad. My granddad actually played for um, one of the top division clubs. Obviously, that's a long time ago. Um, but he played he played for them. 
right in thinking that you moved over to the UK when you were age 17? Yeah, it wasn't very easy, but yeah, that's, that's, I guess it's never easy at such a young age to leave home. When you came over to the UK, where was it that Stoke put you up? Where were you living? Um, so I first lived with um, with a gas family, um, like a foster family kind of thing, with um, with a second player who came over from Switzerland. Um, so um, we um, we stayed there for for a few years. Um, we obviously helped a lot to settle in, rather than having to go from living at home with mum and dad to go to a different country, different language, having your own apartment. That would have been very difficult. I mean, it was as, it was difficult as it was being with a foster family as well. That wasn't easy, but it definitely helped a lot having a bit of a family feel around and not being on, on your own all the time. And um, so yeah, I was um, I always look back on, on these times with a with a smiling smiling face, and uh, I enjoyed these times. Yeah. And what was your relationship like with um, the family you stayed with, Dad? Yeah, we were in a really good relationship, and they 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 came to a wedding as well. So um, it's obviously nice to have stayed in touch. And um, yeah, like I said, yeah, you know, I, I thank them a lot. You know, they made 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 it a lot easier to to settle in. Yeah, definitely. And last season, Dan, you were in Scotland playing at Kilmarnock and had a successful season. Could you tell us a bit about what it was like moving up to Glasgow? Uh, I know you were based in London at the time. So um, obviously it's never easy to, to, to move around with um, with um, with a young family. Obviously my son was um, one at the time. My family liked it there. Um, uh, the season, you know, went so well for us as a as a, as a club and, and me personally that um, I really enjoyed everything about about that season. You did really well last season and made it into some of the top dream teams, etc. Making some really good saves against the top clubs like the Rangers. And um, what was that like and um, being in Scottish football? Like I said, I've, I've enjoyed my time there and, um, you know, it obviously helped uh, my personal performance. Um, because the, the first four games I played, there, I think even five games, um, I didn't concede a goal um, on, in a row. So um, it was obviously the perfect start for, for my life in, in Scotland and in Scottish football to, to have that kind of, you know, run uh, in your first four or five games. And, um, yeah, that just gives you confidence and then that obviously, like I said, helped with, with the team being so well organised and, and doing so well in general. Yeah, and you got the name Batman whilst you were there and the Kilmarnock yeah. fans really did get behind you, but that was that was good. See, with, you know, it's, it, it comes comes off my name with Batman, it goes quite easy. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was nice. I remember one game last season that I think it was at St. Mirren Mir where um, the away fans all brought Batman masks onto the game and put them on when we walked out of the out of the tunnel. Um, that was pretty funny, actually. Um, that was um, that that wasn't was a nice gesture. So such a short career for players, Dan. Um, usually finishing around the age of thirty-five. I know that goalkeepers can tend to play up to the age of forty. With that in mind, do you manage your finances ready for retiring? Um, yeah, obviously you try and save as, as much money as you can. Um, obviously you, you enjoy your life as well, but um, you always have to think that um, it's, it's easy to get carried away because you've got that big amount of money coming in every month and you know it's coming for another four years or however long you've got left in your contract, but it's going to stop at some point and you'll still want to live how you live now. 
Um, so it's, um, you know, you, you have to find that balance that you can continue to live after you've, after you've finished football, the same way you've lived while you finished football. Because once you, you know, if you continue living the way you do, when all the big money comes in and you spend it big time in private chat and whatever, wherever it might be that you, you know, that, that people waste money on, in my opinion, um, you can't continue that for the rest of your life because you'll just stop at some point. Um, so yeah, it's obviously important to, to put as much money on the side as you can. And like I said, for me, the biggest part is to live a lifestyle that you can, can continue after, after your career. your teammates from when you were younger have actually made it in professional football from for example one of the teams you played in yeah so when i was at stoke the, the earth team in the under 23 team um at the time which is obviously one step away from being in the premier league and i think from that squad of 25 players maybe three still play professional football and maybe me and one other play at a at a top level and um, that shows how, how difficult it is even if you're that close um, of, of making it and um, opinion change constantly um, so um, yeah you need to obviously um, be prepared for, for what's coming after. It's been a strange time for everyone recently, what's it been like being back at training? Great to you know to see all the lads again a couple of weeks ago and uh, but I've, I've made the most of it, you know, I, get, I got to spend some time with the family I, I don't usually get during the season when we're, we're always away with football and, and training. So it was a nice change to literally just be home 24-7 and I'm really happy to be back training now. And Yeah, definitely. And you've got some big games ahead of you. Every game really for us is a, is, is a final because you know, the situation we're in, we... You know, we don't, uh, you know, it's it's all or nothing in the next next nine games, and um, yeah, it'll it'll be very intense with obviously the the schedule we have developed. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty positive that that we've um we've got a more than good enough squad to to stay in the league and um, and finish the season on a high. Now, last thing we would like you to do is, could you teach us how to say the last kick in German? Um, der letzte Schuss. Thanks for joining us, Dan. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at lastkick underscore, and we hope to see you again on the next episode.